I don't wanna be the boy that runs in the back I don't wanna be the kid that falls in the dark All I really want to be is a guy that gets that girl Welcome to the AJ Steele Show We discuss politics, sex, money, and everything in between And now, here's your host, an immigrant, a self-made millionaire an American, A.J. Steele. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the A.J. Steele Show. Today we have a very special guest. My producer and I have been trying to find someone to speak about the horrors of communist China for over a year now, and we practically hit a brick wall every time. It seems that China has taken so much control over our very own media and academia that no one dares to speak out against it anymore. Maybe they're afraid of financial retaliation, maybe even much worse. But we never gave up looking. And thanks to a Chinese friend on Twitter, we were introduced to a woman who dares to speak out without any fear and with clarity of mission. Her name is Chi Van Fleet. You might have seen her on Hannity and Newsmax. Or maybe you even saw some YouTube clips of her speaking out at that infamous Loudoun County School Board meeting. But let me tell you one thing. You have never heard her like you're going to hear her today on the AJ Steele Show. Chi Van Fleet lived through the horrors of the Chinese Cultural Revolution as a schoolgirl. Forced to the countryside with other young Chinese for re-education after high school, she later escaped communism and found freedom and a new life right here in America. But more than 30 years later, she started to see signs of the same cultural Marxism that ravaged her birth country of China, threatening to destroy the America that she now calls home. Our interview with Chi will be coming up in a few minutes, and trust me when I tell you that her words will inspire you and send a chill up your spine at the same time. Now, we all know that China steals our intellectual property and buys up our real estate and spies on us from its embassies and balloons. Not to mention that he uses beautiful honeypot spies like Fang Fang, who became the mistress of that moron California congressman, Eric Swalwell. We also know that China keeps tabs on all of our kids through TikTok and that they keep sending fentanyl and thousands of illegal Chinese aliens to cross our borders. But most Americans don't realize how much control China has over our universities and media and government. This control extends to everything we hear on TV, everything Joe Biden and his White House says and does, and practically every single thing we buy. A long time ago, the Bolshevik communist Vladimir Lenin said that the capitalists will sell us the rope with which we will hang them. Well, he wasn't too wrong. China has utterly bought our nation through and through, but not just our nation physically. They also bought our minds. But China wants a lot more. It now wants our soul. And once it owns our soul as well, we will all be hanging at the end of that rope. And I'm not kidding about this one bit. I am dead serious. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a very troubling time for our nation. And our problems are only getting bigger. But there's always a few rays of hope peeking from the dark clouds. Our Twitter account, which was permanently banned by the fascist Twitter censors, has been reinstated and is making an incredible splash on social media. Many of our tweets are going viral at an unbelievable pace, and the responses and love and support that we're getting from our followers has been truly heartwarming. Our podcast is growing by leaps and bounds, and this is all because of you, our dear listeners, who keep 
spreading the word about our show and tuning in. Thanks to you, our listenership and subscriptions have doubled in just the last two months, and our impact has been growing exponentially. You know, when I was younger and occasionally felt sorry for myself, my mom, may her memory be a blessing, used to tell me that whenever God closes a door, he also opens a new window. My mom was right then, and her words are still right today. But I'd like to add one caveat, my own caveat to what my mom said. I believe that God helps those who help themselves. Sometimes we need to physically open that window of hope that God has unlocked for us. But you see, just praying and trusting the plan and complaining to high heaven on social media will not get us there alone. It will not save us. Millions of us conservative Americans need to stand together and demand change together in one voice and in great force. Our nation is hurtling towards an abyss and only we, and only we alone can turn this runaway train around. So many of you, so many of you ask me, but what can I do? Is civil war the only way? And my answer is simple. Sometimes there's a time for peace and sometimes there's a time for war. Right now, it's still time for peace. Read a little bit about India's Gandhi and about Martin Luther King Jr., who based his civil rights movement on the teachings of Gandhi. Gandhi defeated the mighty British Empire and MLK defeated segregation without firing a single bullet. That should be our model. That should be our course of action because war should always be the last resort when all other options have been completely exhausted. Maybe one day I'll tell you a story about a young A.J. Steele who took on the entire racist and highly anti-Semitic black student union and Muslim student union in his university and won. I didn't win by being nice and gentle, but by being tough and smart. Yes, I'll tell you this story one day, someday, but not today. I hope you stick around for my interview with Chi Van Fleet. This is one interview that will inspire you and touch your heart. This is AJ Steele, and the AJ Steele Show will be right back. The AJ Steele Show. Think of your loudmouth best friend, hated by all the wives, because he tells it just like it is. Chi Van Fleet, welcome to the AJ Steele Show. It's great to have you on with us. Thank you so much for having me. Well, my producer has been looking to book a guest to talk about the horrors of communist China, also known as the CCP, for a long time. And believe me when I tell you that there are very few of you out there who dare to speak out. I've often wondered if it's a cultural thing, or is it that our Western media has silenced any critics of China, or is it something much more sinister, like fear of retribution? Why is it so hard to find anyone who's willing to tell the truth about China? Um, you mean the uh, the survivors, the people who experience it? Um, yes, I, I think in, um, fear is always there because we all have family, we have friends in China, and uh, it, it is a risk that uh, for anyone who take the uh, risk of speaking out, and um, it, it's a real risk that we're taking. 
Before we start talking about all the damage that the CCP is doing to our nation and world, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself and why you decided to become such a freedom fighter and in many ways a prophet who is trying to save the West? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I grew up in China and I experienced the entire Cultural Revolution. And uh, I went to school um, uh, just a little bit before the Cultural Revolution. So I was in my second se semester of my first grade when the Cultural Revolution started and it lasted for 10 years. And that's my entire school years. And uh, so I not only... Uh, uh, know about it, I really witnessed it because school was closed for two years after it started. And so we had nothing to do. So the little kids like us would go and just watch what's going on outside. And what's going on was a lot. Struggle sessions, parade of the uh, uh, of the people who were deemed as uh, enemy of the state and eventually become very violent. And I experienced all that. And after I graduated from um, from high school, and Mao decided we all need further education, and that, that's not college, that's countryside. So we sent to the countryside to work in the fields to receive our re-education from the peasants. So I worked in, in the uh, uh, countryside for three years until after Mao died and I was able to go to college and to study English and eventually was able to come here to pursue my graduate study. Like every, um, most of the Asians and uh, just you described in the beginning, were mostly very quiet. I was, I was not paying attention to politics in the beginning. And uh, just, you know, we don't want to speak up because we come from a culture speaking can cost your freedom or lives. So, but 2020 becomes the turning point. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I saw that what I experienced as a child is played out right here in front of us. And I just could not stay silent no longer. And that's when I decided to do something. So in 2021, I went to the uh, Loudoun School Board mm. and, uh, and I had one minute and I delivered my comment on what's going on in school. And I call it the replay of the Chinese Cultural Revolution. It's very scary what's happening in our country. It's, it is a replay of the Chinese Cultural Revolution. And you can think of Russia, even Nazi Germany, which, you know, was a socialist nation, actually. The Nazis were socialists. Yes. You know, there's so much to unravel in the war China is waging on us in the open. I know that one of the main themes of your work and advocacy is the power of cultural warfare. It's almost like China doesn't need weapons to destroy us. All it has to do is get our people addicted to TikTok and brainwash them about gun control and transgenderism. Let's tackle both of these topics. Why is gun control so dangerous for America? And why... Why does China even care? Yeah, I, I think this is, a, I do think this is a, um, a misconcept that all this has come from CCP. Actually, it's come from American Marxists. Mm. They have been here for a long time. The, uh, the American um, Communist Party was founded two years before the Chinese Communist Party was founded, which was in um uh, 1919, uh, 1921 here is 1919. So there are always communist Marxists in America trying to destroy this country. And of course, 
Um, CCP would love to aid their effort. So I think um, I, I, that's what I'm trying to do desperately to educate Americans. Our Second Amendment is not for hunting. It's not even uh, for self-defense uh, from criminals. We have that because our founding father knows how easily uh, government can turn tyrannical. It is there for us to defend our First Amendment, to be able to stay free. And of, of course, people are not taught about all this. And that's what I'm trying to remind people. What can happen and what happened in a country where the only gun owners was the government. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and they butchered Chinese and because there's nothing you can fight back with. And that repeated during the COVID. They could shut down a whole city for months and you can do nothing about it because they just had that power and they had, they, they had the weapon, they had the guns. But the leftists in America will tell you that, oh, well, guns kill people. Guns are the reason for all these massacres. What are your thoughts about that? That is a, a, um, a tactic they use so effectively. And they, of course, they have control of our schools. So they have the captured audience that they own, just like Mao owned me and the millions of Chinese kids. They taught them what they want them to, to learn, and they make them fearful. Look at the photos of the young young girls were just so angry. They were there to protest. They were there to protest because they want to live. It, it's just absolutely, absolutely horrifying for me to see that how the Democrats and then the left can have total control of the mind of the, our children. And I think that's what a cultural revolution is. They control the minds of the children. But, you know, gun control is one thing, and we all know what happens to a disarmed population. Again, I don't want to repeat myself, but we've seen it in Russia. We've seen it in yeah. Nazi Germany, Cambodia. We've seen it in China. Uh, but transgenderism is another issue. Isn't the whole LGBTQ movement all about freedom of choice and tolerance? I hear that the CCP is completely opposed to the feminization of their men, and they're opposed to homosexuality in China, but they encourage it here in America. Why is that? This is really something that is interesting. Uh, Mao did similar things, but he did not have to go that far. He had really had the control. When I grew up, he had the power. He had control of us. So he did not, he just used the old tactic that dividing us by class. But he did use one thing that is uh, um, destroy the norm. And what he called the four O's, destroy everything traditional, four old, old tradition, old idea, old uh, uh, custom, uh, and old uh, habits. Basically, he wants to destroy everything that is uh, traditional, that is the norm that people live by for thousands of years. He wants to destroy it and replace it by his new ideology, which is Marxist and Maoism. So he did one thing in uh, during the Cultural Revolution. He deemed femininity toxic because it's not a revolutionary. 
So it's bourgeois. I should get rid of. And he had a poem and said that the Chinese women prefer uh, carrying weapon than wearing makeup. So growing up, we were all told we were just like no difference from men. We were just like men. We look like men, we dress like men, and uh, we can do everything that men can do. And so basically, uh, femininity is erased and everyone look alike, act alike. And uh, so today, the, uh, as just you mentioned, the CCP, again, going after femininity. This time, it's not about women. This time, it's men, right? They don't want sissy men, so they ban sissy men from TV or uh, from, from media because now they love toxic masculinity because they need fighters to fight for their empire. But here in America, it is, uh, I call it, cultural Marxism with American characteristics. Mm -hmm. They have to be more creative. They have to um, have new ways to divide people. And transgender is just one of them. It is devastating because it's not just an ideology that harm people's, uh, young people's mind. They actually harm their body as well. And their soul. And um their soul. Karl Marx said that uh, religion is the opiate of the masses. But what he wasn't saying is that he wanted to replace that religion with his religion. Yeah. Also here, I would say uh, opium is the, uh, it become the religion. And uh, the drugs and now the uh, digital drugs uh, actually replace the religion. It is just absolutely amazing how much the Marxists have uh, uh, achieved here in America. Yes, it's... Uh Absolutely mind-boggling. I bet you Joe McCarthy is rolling in his grave. Chi, I know you have a lot more to tell us, and I promise to get back to you right after this break. This is AJ Steele. You are listening to the AJ Steele Show, where no topic is off-limits, no discussion too harsh, no truth more true. The AJ Steele Show, we tell it like it is. Controlling the youth is what it's all about. You know, they had the Hitler youth, they had Mao's little generals, they had Stalin's little Octoberists, and now our own public schools here and universities in America. You separate the kids from their families, you turn them into little soldiers of the state, and then you can silence and arrest or even kill their parents with impunity. Yeah. Is that why China keeps donating billions of dollars to our universities and left-wing think tanks? Yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah. They know. They know how to uh, uh, how to weaponize uh, um, the youth to what to destroy the system. That's well, their goal. That's the thing. Their goal and then the left left's goal is the same. Same destruction of America. Very scary. And the West. And the West, well, exactly. But I have. One point that I may disagree with you, and let's talk about it a little bit, communism. I don't think China is truly a communist nation. It has red flags and it has military marches, but in reality, it's got an elite class of people 
who make our lead class look downright poor in comparison. And it's the exact same story here. I personally don't think that the globalists that are pushing for the new world order are leftists or communists. I think they're hyper-capitalists who use the masses as useful idiots and as a shield to cover up their accumulation of money. The lefty idiots here on the streets, they yell communist slogans and they think they'll get equality. But in reality, the rich are getting richer while these useful idiots give them cover. You know, it, it, it's good that uh, you make a very good point, but I have to uh, disagree with you too. Okay. Why? Because communists are never communists. Mm. You think they say we are here to fight for the uh, equity of the people and to liberate the people. They never are true communists. Communism is just a tactic. It's just a tool for them to get power. And you have to understand that. Then, then you see why, why the globalists, why the left love to use the same tactic. It's proving to be very, very effective. You use the same communist tactic to divide people, to create uh, hatred, and then to create conflict and chaos. And then you offer the solution, right? How? You get the situation under control, and then you control the people. And that, that's always communists like, like Mao. He had everything he wanted. He lived like an emperor. And mm-hmm. then he um, um, make the world believe he was a fighter for the poor, for the uh, marginalized or whatever. It's, it's all... BS. Communists are never real communists. It's all about power. Well, I think we fully agree, actually. Uh, my point was the theoretical communism versus yes, yes. the way it's actually enacted, yeah. which you're right. It's complete bullshit and it yeah, has it nothing to do with equality or anything like that. It's all about the rich getting richer. Yes. You know, the one topic we haven't touched on yet is another tool that the ruling class uses to fool us into fighting each other instead of them. It's the constant cries of racism. Do you believe that America is a racist nation? Of course not. America is the least racist country in the world. And uh, and I have the experience to prove it. Because I came here um, with really, uh, I tell people, I came here not penniless. I came here with 200 borrowed dollars. And I made, uh, I achieved the American dream. Yeah. America is uh, absolutely the least uh, racist. But why they uh, keep talking about, uh, you know, uh, racism, racism, they need that to divide people. Just like uh, in China. And Mao used class to mm. divide people. And, uh, and so after they took power in 1949, they confiscated the land from the rich and gave it to the poor. They confiscated the properties of the factory owners and nationalized everything, right? So eventually, there's no class. Everyone had no property. Everyone was poor because everyone, uh, everything was taken back by the state. But they continue to use that to divide people. This time is ideological. You can have no land, but if you think, like what they call bourgeois, if you think as a bourgeois, you think as a landowner, you're bad. You are what is called black class. You are the enemy of the state. And the same here. They use racism. It is really about the race. 
No, we know it's not about race. It's about ideology. That's why they call uh, Larry Elder uh, the black face of the uh, white supremacy, because he got the wrong ideology. Same tricks that they played in China. Well, it's all about class warfare, and it's always been. There's racist individuals, but for sure the American system is not racist. I'm also an immigrant myself, and I came here penniless with my family, and I've done very well for myself, and I've never felt racism, not one ounce of it in this country. It's opened its doors to me. It helped me along the way. I owe everything I have to this country. So I can tell you it's not a racist country. No, it's not. And also, uh, this is another thing that they do. They don't teach the the children or school uh, um, uh, students real history. And they they, they don't have a reference point. Okay, so I always say that there's no reference point. They say, here is not perfect. We have a problem there, we're a problem here. So what do they compare America to? They compare America to utopia, that everything is perfect. Everyone has the same thing. Basically, they compare America to a communist utopia because they don't know anything better. And so I lived in that utopia and I know it is absolutely living hell. But also they probably hardly traveled outside this country. And if they go to other country, they will experience that all the problems they blame America, it also in the other countries. But what's unique about America is America protects the rights of each individual, individual, not a group. And America, our American dream is still live and well. And you can come here with nothing and make it. And that's not something that you see everywhere in the world. No, it's very unique of this country. And sometimes it takes immigrants from other countries to appreciate that. That's exactly Chi, we covered so many topics, and you're absolutely right. China is winning the cultural war, and it might not even have to fire a single shot to take us out because we're doing it ourselves. Now, there's many good patriots out there who are getting frustrated and dispirited because the truth is out there for all to see. And just like you said, the American population is completely apathetic. We're apathetic because we've been educated to follow the rules and use groupthink. We're apathetic because we're obsessed with video games and stupid media and social media. And maybe the most dangerous thing is that we're apathetic because our brains are not working right because of illegal street drugs or because of mind-altering pharmaceuticals that the doctors are prescribing. Yeah, and all bad food, all this junk food. True, true. You know, it's very easy to become a conspiracy theorist, but a lot of these theories are not theories anymore. They're not even hypotheticals. They're proven facts. How? How do we get through to these people, to the masses of Americans who don't pay attention? It is hard because we are so far behind. It has been going on, not in the past few years. It has been going on for decades, decades. The uh, um, the left has control of the academia. They have been producing future Marxists for a long time. And all those Marxists now are in control of our institutions. So we have to realize it. The, uh, the conservative is really playing the catch-up game, and uh, and we just have to recognize it. And and uh, what what I do 
exposed. And uh, I do get very encouraging feedback from uh, my followers or people listen to my speeches that uh, um, their children heard about me and it changed their mind. Because why? Because I talk about it with my lived experience. Mm. And uh, so that's what we just have to do. And uh, I don't think there's a quick fix. And so I'm now just devoted to the mission of educating American, um, young and old, because the old people are also uh, brainwashed by the media. Mm. And I just, uh, I, I do have this advantage to tell them the story of something that I lived through, not something I read from a book. And I would encourage more people, especially people who lived under communism, people understand what it is like to live uh, under a tyrannical government. When they speak, people are more likely, I don't think they will always, but they are more likely to listen. Our interview with Chi Van Fleet will continue right after this break. This is the AJ Steele Show. AJ Steele, not right, not left, just right. Chi, you are very well spoken, and your message is very clear, and um, and you speak passionately and to the point, and that's why so many people care to hear what you have to say. You know, a lot of my listeners and my social media followers are very depressed and they're feeling very apocalyptic about where this country is headed. Do you feel that it's over for us or do you still see a ray of hope? Do you still believe in America? I do, I do. And I always, this is always the end of uh, my speech or, or, or interview, people always ask me this question and I always quote uh, Charlie Kirk. And I think what he said was so true. And so we are in this fight not because we think we're going to win. We are in this fight because we believe it. We think it's the right thing to do. I escaped communism. I do not want to live under communism again. So I'm fighting for my own life. And that's the fight that uh, I don't have a choice. Okay, it's not something I, I choose to fight. No, I don't even have a choice. I will fight and I'm not going to give up. And I do have hope. I do. You know, as a grandchild of Holocaust survivors, I hear you loud and clear. And I agree. This is not about ideologies. This is not about, you know, politics. This is about our survival as a people and as a nation. Chi, it's been a wonderful discussion. And I'm so glad you came on the AJ Steele show. I know that you have a new book coming out real soon and that you have wonderful social media presence. Would you tell our audience how they can learn more about you and where they can buy your book? Yes, I am very active on Twitter and I learned it only a year ago. It was never on any social media. I learned because I think it is a very, uh, it's a very, very powerful tool. And I think uh, uh, thanks to uh, uh, Elon Musk, now it's even better. Okay, mm. so my ha uh, Twitter handle is uh, X Van Fleet. It's X V A N F L E E T. And also, my book is coming out in October with the title 
Mouse America: A Survivor's Warning. Um, I think you can、uh, you can find it on uh, um, Amazon, and I think the pre-order is、uh, already ready. Wow. Well, I can't wait to read it, and I'm sure my audience would really like to read it as well. Chi Van Fleet, thank you so much for coming on the AJ Steel Show. I wish you a lot of success with your crusade to save America, and I also wish you much personal happiness and contentment. Thank you. AJ Steele Show, copyrighted 2023.